Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. This episode is brought to you by my best-selling course, Money Manifestation Mastery. MMM is really for the entrepreneur who feels like they are struggling with money no matter how hard they work, they can't seem to get the income, they can't seem to get the clients, they're stuck in scarcity mode, and they just feel like money is something they should have figured out a long time ago, but they can't quite seem to get a grasp on it. And for being a listener of the show, I am offering you 20% off of MMM using the code podcast. So if you go to the show notes, you can sign up there. It's a self-paced course, so you can do it whenever you want. And we go deep on the subconscious reprogramming. And there's also a rapid transformational therapy session in there to remove any money blocks that you have. Some of the side effects that past students have had have been checks showing up in the mail, getting a raise, getting more clients. So I'm so excited for you to experience it and again using the code podcast you will get 20% off and you can find the link in the show notes hi everyone okay today we are going to talk about lessons that I learned in starting my podcast so my podcast at the time of recording is about a year and a half old and I have created an episode pretty much every single week since I started. So I think a lot of the times people ask me like, is it worth starting a podcast? Like, should I do it? And I have a lot of thoughts on this because obviously the same is true with anything in business. I think that you should do the things that you feel guided to do. And I was the girl who always got the report card in school being like, Kim talks too much and she needs to pay attention more in class. And I was like, yeah, well, talking is a gift. (laughs) So it's like choosing a medium that feels good for you to share your message is always going to be the most important thing. And if you like talking a lot, maybe a podcast is the right venue for you. But there is some things that I would say about it that I didn't realize when I first started it that now that I know them, um, well, I probably would still have a podcast because I love talking and I love sharing with you guys in this format and I love seeing when you guys are like listening and where you're listening from and what podcast episodes are resonating with you. And I've really enjoyed speaking with all of my guests that we've just gotten to have such incredible conversations. The things that I would have wanted to know maybe beforehand is that um, podcasting takes a lot more time than you think it's going to take. You think that it's just going to be like recording some interviews or like organizing some interviews with guests if that's your format and the organizing the guests, finding the guests, talking to the guests, Um, sharing the things with guests afterwards, organizing things, rescheduling, that takes a lot more time than you anticipate that it's going to take. And you also have to have like a good way of getting their details, having like an intake form for them, having a way to manage it. When I was working with my VA and she was doing a lot of the podcast show production, it was like having a format set up that I could easily like get another person in on it so that it made sense so that I was just doing one thing and then she was able to access all of that information from the guests. So 
the ways that I found to do that it worked really well was having a Google form and I would just get all of the guest data, um, like their name, how they wanted to be introduced, what they wanted to talk about, because you have to do guest research. If you want to be able to talk with a person about whatever their thing is, you need to know a little bit about them and you need to know a little bit about like what they do and how they help people. And so it takes a little bit of research on your part and you want to be well researched when you go in to have the conversation because you want to be able to have a good conversation so having the Google form to do that and then just getting all their show links getting a photo to use for promotions um, and then I would just be able to like have my VA in on that form she would have access to it and then that made it really easy for her to like create all the graphics and so on and so forth and then the second thing is when it comes to creating a podcast people are not just going to find you out of nowhere like the podcasting is a very busy landscape now so you need to have like a solid podcast marketing strategy if you actually want people to find your show and I guess I was lucky in the sense that I already had an audience from Instagram and Facebook so it really became about promoting the podcast and the ways that I did that was like I would send it to my email list I would post it on my Instagram stories I would post it in my Facebook group I would also make pins pin it to Pinterest Um, my VA would be doing the show notes and we would pin that to Pinterest as well And I think that was all the ways that we were putting the content out. That's like five different ways. And doing those things every week, it was taking my VA like an hour to do every week. So um, it's not like a a kind of thing that you just do it and it like comes together really easily because I truly believe like if you're going to do anything, do a good job at it. So like I didn't want to just like create a show and then like not promote it properly. Um, and also like you continually need to be asking people like can you review my show can you rate my show because that's what really helps you grow in the podcast ranking so in terms of like marketing it that's all the things that I kind of wish that I had known beforehand you really need a solid content marketing strategy to get your show out there so that people actually know that the episode exists and then also once you finish if you're sharing it with your guest you have to share all those assets like did you create graphics for it did you create Instagram stories like you want to be sharing that with your guest as well so that they're able to share it in a way that's like on brand and like the way that you want it to be shared so you also have to factor in the time of emailing your guest when the episode airs and being like hey our episode is live now so all of these things take a lot more time than you really think that it's going to take and then when it comes to the actual creating the show, recording the show, editing the show, there is a lot of different ways that you can do this. And I, at the beginning, I recorded probably for the first over a year using just an iPhone, an Apple headphones podcast mic, not podcast mic, headphones, like the ones that come with your phone. So don't let anyone tell you that like, gear is going to be a barrier to entry like if you want to do something I think you should just go and do it and you'll get better as you do it like if you go back to any podcasters probably first shows they're not going to be as amazing and polished as they are once you get into like a year or two years in because then they've had time to refine their technique and like their podcasting style and like speaking and so on and so forth like let me tell you those first episodes Even though I wasn't interviewing anyone, I was just talking to myself. If you go all the way back to the beginning of the show, you can find them. I haven't deleted them. They're still there. And you can see how, I don't know if you can hear it, but I sound super nervous. It took me a while because 
for years, I just couldn't stand the sound of my voice. And if you want a podcast, you need to get very comfortable with how your voice sounds because you're going to be hearing it a lot. And like with any skill you develop, this goes away over time. You get better. I, I don't even care now. I like, I like my voice. Like I spend most of my time talking to people for work, whether it's my clients or like my hypnotherapy clients, um, RTT clients, like I make them a vo- recording, which is my voice. I've gotten comfortable with it. But at the beginning, definitely did not feel that way. Like I was like shaking, even though I was just recording in my bedroom on my computer. It was a solo episode. I wasn't even talking to anyone and I was so nervous. So having that awareness that like you don't need the most expensive gear at the beginning I think if you just want to dabble and you just want to start like just you could even use voice notes on your phone like if you go into the voice note app you can create an audio recording you can talk into that it won't work obviously if you're interviewing someone but it's a way to start because I always just think if you want to do something just start don't worry if you don't have the right gear don't worry if it's not perfect like start somewhere and you'll you'll have your starting off point and you'll always be able to get better from there but you have to kind of put your ego to the side a little bit and be willing to be a beginner you have to be willing to put things out that aren't the best that they're ever going to be because when you get that shitty first draft out of the way, then that's when the magic can happen, but you're not going to get to the magic if you just stay stuck in the fact that it's not perfect your first time around, which it never will be. So you just have to be okay with that. And I only recently upgraded to using a podcasting mic, and now I have the blue snowball mic, which I actually really like. It's really great. So I didn't do that until like over a year into the podcast though because I was like, well, I don't want to commit to this unless I really know this is going to be a project that I keep working with and I keep doing. Like to me, there wasn't a point in investing in the equipment because I didn't know what I was doing with it yet. And when it comes to recording, if you're interviewing guests, obviously using Zoom is what most people use that's what I use when it comes to editing I use an app called Descript like description Descript and in there it provides like transcripts of your episodes you can actually record straight into there if you're doing a solo episode or you need to um edit your show um I also use Audacity sometimes, which is just a free program that you can use to record with. Um, In the very beginning, I was using, why am I drawing a blank on what it's called? GarageBand. (laughs) I was using GarageBand at the beginning to record my solo episodes, and that was fine. You just use the voice option. So I don't want you to think that you need to go out there and get all this fancy equipment if you just want to start a podcast. Like The rest of it can come down the line. Don't let the gear hold you back. Um, no one complained about the quality of audio. I'm sure it could have been better. It always can be, but at the same time, I just wanted to create the project for the sake of creating. And then when it comes to monetizing, everybody is like, oh, how do you monetize your podcast? And I want to tell you right now, like if you're creating a podcast because you want to make money out of it, like don't bother. (laughs) It's not going to be the thing that, um, it's not going to happen at first for most people with most people it will take a very long time for their podcast to be like breaking even probably um the way that i was able to monetize my podcast straight away was by working with an affiliate and i promoted the affiliate on the podcast and while i wouldn't say that i made 
billions of dollars or anything from it. It was helping for paying for the podcast, which was good. So it meant that I didn't have to pay to do the podcast out of my own pocket. Um, after that, now I promote my own services on here. So I just use it for self-promotion, which works really well with me. Um, now I host my podcast on anchor.fm. And if you're in the States, you can actually start monetizing with Anchor straight away because you can use ads for Anchor, Anchor. but because I'm not in the States, that's not an option for me. I live in Australia. So if you are in the States, though, you can start monetizing it in that way straight away through sponsorships, but most sponsors won't look at your show unless you really have a significant following and listening and you can really prove that it's going to be worthwhile for them. So just keeping that in mind, but if you are a service provider or you have a business, you can use it as an extension of your brand, you can use it to market your brand, you can use it to market your services, and that way it might start help paying for it, or you might be able to make more sales through it. So that's kind of my two cents on how you can start making money for it. And when it came to naming it, I mean, obviously you can see that it's just called Kim A. Craig the Podcast, because... I'm not going to lie, naming things is probably not my forte. Every iteration of my business, I've always just run it under my name. So when it comes to a name, though, I think if you're not going to use it under your name, being very clear in the title about what your podcast exactly is going to do to serve people, how it's going to serve them, having a really clear mission and message behind your podcast so that it's almost like you need to run it as a little mini brand of its own. You need to think about like, who are you catering to? Like, what's their pain points? What do you want to share? Who is your ideal audience? And so on and so forth. And creating your brand around that, as well as you can create your graphics in Canva. Um, I actually had a really lovely artist create my podcast graphics so before that it was just a photo I had taken and I edited it in Canva so don't let anyone tell you that you can't create a podcast on a very small budget just to see how you like doing it and it is a big commitment it's a lot to continually produce a show week after week and keep promoting it as well as all the other things but it's also really fun if you like doing this kind of thing and you like the format um I think it can be a really enjoyable project to have. And what was the other thing I was going to say? Also, just, yeah, doing it with the intention of having fun. Make it a fun experience for yourself. Like, set goals, of course, but like, um, I think with podcasting, it's like you don't want to put this pressure of yourself on it making money for you or something because podcasting is not really a great way of doing that. I think it's a better way to be of service and create content. And when you're able to grow your show, that's when money will probably come easier from it. But I think with most things, like money can't be your leading reason for doing it because if it is then it's going to really like water down the authenticity of what you create because then you're just going to be creating something that you think will make you the most money which kind of like leads you away from being truly authentic to what you want to create so I think create what you want to create focus on serving people and if you serve people well money just becomes a byproduct of that so I hope this was helpful for you and if you are thinking of launching a podcast, I am sending you the best of luck and I hope it goes amazing for you and I will talk to you next week.
Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you love this episode, I would love to see you screenshot it and share it to Instagram where you can tag me. I'm at Kim.acrig. I love knowing what episodes are resonating with you so that I can create more content for you that is going to help you move forward and improve your mindset and manifestation skills. So that's it from me for this week. I will see you next week. Bye for now.